0: Now,
1: three, two,
0: one, go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Cool Down Time Podcast. This is Episode Twenty Nine, and I am your graphically impressive host, Marco. And joining me is my co-host, longtime friend, and the toughest weekly challenge you will ever face. It is New Mombasa's finest. Pablo is in the house. How's it going, man?
1: Uh, It's good. I know that New Mombasa's made up, but man, that doesn't feel good. (laughs) (laughs) How was your
0: Thanksgiving, bro? How was your Thanksgiving?
1: Man, my Thanksgiving, I followed my turkey with a bottle of Lubriderm. That shit's so dry. That shit was dry.
0: the driest man I had to go outside and eat it in the rain <laughs> <laughs> no nah, that's ridiculous i ate it in the shower wow, wow. i turned wow. the shower on
1: and i cried a little bit because when you shower and you eat turkey you cry that's what you do yeah
0: that's that's a low point that's a low yeah. point in life
1: yeah yeah, yeah
0: yeah 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 mine was good glad you asked i didn't think you'd ask me but you did i was about uh, to thanks. but
1: um but i was still thinking about me taking a shower and eating turkey that's that's
0: a beautiful thing to see that's no, how was, if you were like if you were scrubbing down with, like, some Dove bar soap and eating a piece of turkey, that's that's a little weird for me, man. I, I, or if it was I, the other way around, too, that'd be a little bit weirder.
1: <laughs> I'll never forget the time we were at a, a, a party, and it was after Thanksgiving, so there was leftover turkey. And so, you know, one of my friends, this girl, uh, drank too much, and so she was, like, throwing up off the side of, like, the couch onto, like, a, a bin. And he was sitting next to her. Patting her back, eating a turkey sandwich, like, mmm, this will be all right, guys. It's like, Ugh. wow. But how was your Thanksgiving, <laughs> though, honestly?
0: <laughs> no, it was good. Uh, it was pretty low key. Uh, most of my family lives in New York and uh, different parts of Florida. So, uh, holidays are pretty, you know, mild uh, on my side. So, it's just me and my mom, we just got together for a little uh, Thanksgiving dinner, something light. Uh, but everything was good, man. Um, both my parents had surgeries at the same time, uh, a couple of oh. weeks ago. So they're both kind of recovering a little bit from that. So, I, you know, just had to check in and make sure they were alive. First of all, uh, let alone have Turkey. So, but, uh, everybody's good. Everybody's good. So it's been, it's That's been good. all right. Just, uh, it's enough of the surgeries though. It's getting a little ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but other than that, man, it was it was pretty solid. Um, you know, I didn't pick up anything for Black Friday though, or Cyber Monday, other than some stuff on you know, like the Xbox, which we'll talk about in our, our, our loadouts. But I didn't really go ham with uh, with shopping. Did you get anything?
1: No, nothing at all. I mean, there wasn't really anything that I wanted that bad, and even the things that I wanted, there's really nothing that was on sale. It's a, it's a bit. It's a weird, like it's like a it's a sneaky bad Black Friday because a lot of stuff mm. is quote unquote on sale, but when you really look at it, it's not on sale. Yeah. It's just. Marked down, the same price it's always
0: been. That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's kind of trash nowadays, but uh, we're not trash. So uh, if you like us, give our podcast a sub. We are on Spotify and all your favorite streaming apps. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, you know what to do. Leave us a five-star review and say a few nice things about us, which will definitely help our show algorithm its way to amazing places. And also... Be sure to keep us in your FOV in between episodes by following us on Instagram at CoolDownTimePodcast Time podcast or Twitter at CoolDownTimePod Time pod to stay connected with your boys. Pablo, we got a pretty awesome episode in store for everybody today. Our end of year in review uh, continues as we get into third party studios and publishers. We're going to hand out grades today for um, all the big juggernauts that you know of EA, Bandai, Capcom and all the rest that you expect. Uh, we'll be talking about that hit points we got some pretty interesting stuff going on uh with some ea franchises including rumors of a new tv series uh from a fan favorite franchise of ours especially uh so stay tuned for that and of course we're going to kick it off as always with our loadouts
1: all systems nominal
0: loadouts ready all right, Pablo, and uh, you know, we, we talked a little bit with uh, some some Halo references at the beginning of the show here, um, and obviously that, that that's a sign that we're definitely still playing uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer, um, but uh, go ahead and kick things off and tell us about the new Fractured event and just kind of how you're feeling about everything going on right now.
1: Yeah, everybody got to know that we're gonna be talking about Halo pretty much on a weekly basis. Now it's, Nothing, it's just Yeah, we we I can't mean, we, we can't get around it. It's that yeah. it's that game. Yeah, it is that game. It is that game. Yeah. So the new um and you could jump here anytime because you're also playing it. Um, the yeah. new event um is called Fractured Event. Uh, I'm still not sure what this is about. Uh, in terms of like the story parts of it. Um, uh, there's some kind of um. Uh, Fracture somewhere, uh, perhaps, in in, uh, a
0: a hairline fracture. Hairline fracture, possibly. uh, Halo's got a little crack in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. so something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the main draw here is the mode in which uh, came with this uh, new, quote-unquote, event. Um... The mode is called, for no reason at all, uh, Fiesta, which just means party, for those of you who uh, are living under a rock and don't understand <laughs> the one Spanish word that maybe you guys should know. Uh, but uh, it's called Fiesta, and, and and again, there's no reason for it. It isn't a Mexican-themed or, or Spanish-themed uh, event not at all. all. No, But no. why not? Let's uh, spice things up, I guess, is, is mm-hmm. the theme behind it. Um, basically, just to kind of give you an overview of what that mode is, it is a randomized mode where you uh, every time you die and you respawn, you respawn with an two sets of random weapons. Um, Listen, I I would have to say uh, one of my, uh, I guess one of my things about Halo that I consider myself and I'm proud of kind of myself, is that I, more than any other game, I am very diverse when it comes to Halo weapons, I, I pride myself in the fact that I am pretty well-rounded with most weapons, not all weapons, some, you know, so this gives me the opportunity to, to, uh, shine in that, in that way, and I'm having a good time doing it, you know, I'm having good moments, uh, here and there, it's, it's a really fun event, um, my only issue with the event is the randomization of the weapons can really put you at a, at a at a advantage or a massive disadvantage when you uh kind of uh spawn with two melee weapons, a hammer and a sword, right. yeah. and the other team uh they 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 spawn with a battle rifle and a spanker or something like that. It completely, just there's there's no way around those kind of things. So it makes some of those matchups really uh, frustrating and just kind of basically there's nothing you can really do.
0: Yeah, it's also pretty chaotic because, you know, if everybody has hammers or swords, then yeah. it's just a cluster out there. Like there's no yeah. there's no way to play Halo like the right kind of competitive way because you're just running for your life 90% of the time. So Pretty much, it is a yeah. lot of, it, it is, it is meant to be kind of imbalanced, but that's kind of where the fun is too at the same time.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. There's a lot of give and take there. Um, so I, I can't be too critical of the mode itself because it isn't like it's taken away from any other, the modes you can play those as you want. However, there are uh, once again, challenges attached to, to this 30 new levels. Uh, right off the bat, I have to say, um, what this does, it kind of puts uh, a bigger spotlight on how not good the battle pass is or that system is because it also extends to, the, uh, um, to, that, to, to this event. One of the things that I, 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 I think is absolutely ridiculous is the fact that you only get, uh, what, the
0: seven uh, challenges? Yeah, so um, it, it's held for a week-long period. And in that week, you get seven, uh, you know, specific challenges for this event, and then after that, it's closed off until the event returns later right. on. I think you said it's happening again in January or something. And in
1: February, yeah. So that's this. That's yeah, the, that's the point where I really hate because when you look at games like Overwatch and other games who have who do events, uh, for example, um, Fortnite, which does like may, long events. Uh, yep. the event is non-stop right it, there's something that happens in the map and in the world where kind of changes the way you you either look at the game in terms of graph uh, in terms of like the map or or, or a new weapon or a new meta none of that is happening in Halo the only thing that you're seeing here is the seven day challenges which are attached to the fiesta mode that's it but it, it, it's it's like artificially expanded because mm. you can only get it for a week comes back in January, and then in February, rounding out the three-week event over three months, you know? Which, honestly, I I I like this event just fine, and, uh, you know, you give me some challenges to do. It's like the the gamer in me, I want to complete them, sure, but I'm not really gonna sit here once the 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 event is over and be like, I can't wait for Fiesta to come back in January. There's nothing really good, there's nothing really... There's nothing in this uh event that is a standout to me now people will say the gear that you get i i i personally this is just a personal thing, I don't like the gear that you unlock the samurai looking gear yeah, I think it, it looks it's kind, kind of ugly ugly a yeah yeah it's a yeah. Little, it's
0: a little ugly and a little bloated looking it's it doesn't fit very well with like the the Spartan aesthetic yeah. too well it's it, it feels like a reach even for them yeah. they've done stuff like this before like with Halo cool armor reach. but yeah. Uh no but I, it just it just feels weird to me and uh it doesn't line up with the int- like the event itself I think and I don't know if you were going to say this and I think you kind of alluded to it already but yeah. like the the event being called fractured event this is what you get like there's nothing correlating anything to anything here it just feels like a random name they chose for an event <laughs> a, with a random reward uh you know set up and there's no a, real
1: Fractured you know event I mean? with a Mokal Fiesta with a samurai. Uh,
0: yeah, like <laughs> there's no, sam- that, yeah. I guess, I guess there's no theme. There's no central yeah. theme to all of this at all. Like, and that's that's just weird to me. It's very, it's very bush league, but that's kind of how it's been feeling on the battle pass and, and, and uh, reward side of things with, with this game For so sure. far as a free to play. So it's, it's just bizarre. It's so bizarre, yeah. dude.
1: And I think that's the biggest takeaway. And, and, you know, the gameplay, which we've already talked about. And, right. and the and the moment to moment stuff and 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 just the mechanics all that is absolutely fantastic. I mean there there are times where you can uh there are little details for example if you could switch your weapon at the right time you can catch the skewer bullet onto the we- onto the your, onto the gun that you're switching little details like that you know uh using the grapple hook onto the sand uh portion and you sliding through the sand like you're like uh surf uh, like like uh, surfboarding you're kind or of skidding skidding down with your feet yeah, yeah. but yeah so those little details, they really paid attention to those details. So that is a standout, and always will be a standout with Halo Infinite. However, the the Battle Pass system, uh which you know when it first came out, I, I mean Marco caught into it a little bit. I'm like, yeah, let's give it some time to see what it is, and really what it. it I don't think that the 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 issue with the with the progression is uh, is the big problem. I just think the challenges that are attached to those challenges are the actual problem. And then the fact that this event comes out just seems so random. They're, it's it's honestly they they almost look either one lost or two kind of buying time before the eighth releases, and then they really give you the the stuff there, which could be the case. So I'm not being too harsh on it at that point. But as it stands right now, if this is what we have to look forward to for the next year before they get the shit together, it's going to be problematic in, in the community cuz I, I I like the game. I'm I honestly this is going to be a game. I think this is going to be an Overwatch for us where we're going to be playing this game for a very very long time. But, you know, there's comes a certain point where when well, we only played Overwatch for the rewards at a certain point. The gameplay was fun, but we kind of got over that. But we wanted to play to unlock this, yeah. to unlock that and yep. at the it's gonna come a certain point in Halo where we're gonna, what's gonna bring us back is the fact that we maybe get this reward, this helmet, this visor, mm-hmm. and and if if those challenges are still not up to par with actually how you play the game, this could consistently be a problem for us.
0: Yeah, I'm already kind of running into that issue mildly now because one, I finished all of the the weekly challenges and the and the final one too, um, and now I don't have anything else to strive for, and all I get from matches from here on out are just 50 XP. Yeah. Uh, So I don't really have any compelling reason to keep coming back to the game to progress because I literally can't until the start of every week. Um, So, I mean, I still play the game because I love the game, but I just don't have anything to attain uh, because this was all that it really had. There's There's nothing left over beyond the weekly challenges that reward me for playing well. That reward me for uh, winning the game or anything. It's just, you know, you're just going in there to basically have fun and participate and get 50 XP for it for the rest of the week. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, without beating a dead horse, it's still a problem. I think even, you know, past the changes that they made, there's still some fundamental issues there that um, hopefully they will address sooner than later. Because it's already starting to feel a little eh, kind of, you know, feeling when I play it now.
1: And I think we're being harsh on it in that, in that sense, because we love the game so much. We think it's, we honestly really think it it plays well. It it could be, it could go down as one of the great Halo multiplayer experiences for sure. But, you know, they present something to you. You have to judge it off of that. And, 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 and battle passes are not new. They're, they've been out for a while. And so a lot of mistakes that they seem to be making seem to be kind of amateurish and, and either afterthoughts or just, or just them not understanding what compels people to, really uh invest in battle passes and whatnot
0: so well especially as a free-to-play you know like this is you're taking halo and and if you're going to bring halo into the free-to-play arena you have to still maintain the essence of halo um you still have to figure out a way to obviously monetize the way that you want to to justify the free to play, but you have to do so in a way that stays engaging, rewarding, and interesting for for players, or else there's gonna they're all gonna hit a wall at some point in time or another. So I just don't think they put enough time or thought or planning into how to properly translate the Halo formula into a free to play formula. Yeah, uh, and it's costing them right now. Um, I mean, will the game be fine? Yes, I think they will. They'll course correct. They'll get it together, and I think this game will eventually a year from now be in a very different place um, for the better. But it's just, you know, these these are the this is the caution of when you're trying to, you know, you're trying to go free to play for a lot of different reasons, but you don't necessarily have um, the right plan in place structurally uh, to get to get Halo where it needs to be in order to support this big plan. So, yeah, um, hopefully they'll turn it around, though. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right, man. So uh, what else you got in your loadouts?
1: So you know, I end of the year is coming up, and this is just a mad dash for me every year, where I you know I start dabble with games, and then Madness. I I go I know, and I go back to the games that I really really liked, and so Tales of Arise was definitely a game that I that I really adored, uh, and for one reason or the other, I got pulled away from it. So I'm back on it. Uh, I'm no lifeing it when I'm not playing Halo. Uh, you know, I I'm really really enjoying it. You know, the reason I wanted to talk about it is because. Um, for me, uh, you know, getting, getting playing it more and kind of just understanding what they're trying to do here, I, and, I, and I spoke to you already on this, it's, it's each location, um, you know, the game is basically broken down into five locations. You're trying to free uh, all the, trying to separate the Dan from the Ren in terms of the, the, the entire conflict between Master and Slave uh, through all five kingdoms. Uh, and so each location... Almost feels like it could be its own game in terms of the story and the lore because they're all different locations in terms of visually uh, aesthetic and, and the way it looks. But also the, the the story in each of those sections it's not it's not black and white. It isn't you're a bad guy. I'm a I'm a good guy. There are certain motivations, certain things in each of those locations that are unique to those locations. However, some of those areas suffer because it's not fully fleshed out uh, in a lot of in a lot of ways. While other stuff works in these short kind of story uh ways, everything kind of feeding into the whole full narrative of the of the game itself. Uh, I I think the thing that stands out the most are the characters of the game and how their relationships build based on the things that they've seen in each of those locations. Uh, you have um you have characters that they each have different ways of thinking. Some are uh have secrets uh others uh are are very like and basically to 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 for lack of a better term left or right right in terms of the political uh uh viewscape and they see things happen in front of them that really challenges the way that they think and really starts to bring them together and to find that there isn't a an absolute truth to how you feel but really there is there's something here somewhere in the middle in terms of what's happening within the world and mm. it's, it, it's really shaping up to be one of my favorite JRPGs. Sorry, of recent. Oh, my watch is uh, <laughs> Siri great. That's awesome. Has Siri has no
0: business chiming in about this game at all.
1: Siri wanted so me to repeat play games? myself. Siri, <laughs> so you know what you're talking <laughs> really? about. But, um, but yeah. Producer it, it's of the really... show, Siri.
0: <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead.
1: But it's shaping up to be one of my favorite RPGs in recent years. Because the combat system, which I spoke I spoken about already, uh, you know, a couple of, of weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, even months ago, even, uh, is is superb for me. I, I once you really get to the, once you get to the kind of like knowing exactly what you need to be doing, it feels fantastic. Also, the really dope thing about it is that you're not relegated to four, three uh, members in your party. You can have an army of people, like a a a a. Big, like up to, if I'm not mistaken, up to eight people in your party all fighting at the same time in any given time, uh, and, and it really works out because everything in terms of how they scale difficulty or, or they they really do a good job. And if you're playing easy, medium, or hard, they. They scale them perfectly to each of those kind of difficulty settings, uh, and, and it just really works really well. When this game is firing on all cylinders, when you got all your party members going, when you understand the the the, the fighting system, and the mechanics, and when the story is hitting these incredible strides, like there was just, I, I hit a, a, a like a five hour uh, window where it was just like the end of uh, Final Fantasy fifteen type shit that was just like <laughs> it was just amazing. And it when, when that game is firing on all cylinders. I don't know if there's a game other than maybe Persona Five that can really contend with with it. Uh, the problem here, and the problem that Marco ran into, it just takes way too long to get to these parts. It, it just it, the, the 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 beginning of this game all the way to the, the half portion right into the middle. There's just so much that's happening, and, and and they're building so stuff slowly. And so what might seem like very tropey and very uh, just kind of like not good comes back later and it really is a fulfilling thing when when it happens and it kind of like just takes you like oh shit this is why they did that it's really fucking great but it takes too long it's mm. weird because the game isn't a if it was like one hundred hour game eighty hour game I would understand that but this game actually if you mainline it is only forty to fifty hours so it's so weird to me that a maybe even like a little less than a quarter but close to a quarter of the game is so not. What the rest is in terms of its quality and what it, it just takes way too long to really get to the really good stuff. Now, this game could fall off towards the end. I, I'm reaching that point right now. Right now, it's, it's, it just keep hitting highs and highs and highs. Uh, I'm, I'm all about it. This is going to be up there for me in my game of the year once I finish it, but it, 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 it's unfortunate that it takes so long to get to the, to the good stuff there. So yeah, that, that's what I'm playing here in Tells of Arise. Now, <laughs> I yeah. have one more game that I'm playing. Uh, that's why is it not list? on the list
0: why is it not on the docket well, what did you do what did you well, do oh no
1: so I lied to you a little bit when you said uh, Black Friday sales to get to this point and I wasn't going to talk about it but I'm going to bring it up real, real quickly because I'll probably talk about it later on uh, since I'm reaching the end of Tales of Arise uh, I wanted to play something else and I thought JRPG and I was like I'm not playing another JRPG not doing it uh, but I thought about the game that I never finished but I really loved was Persona 5 Mm-hmm. so what i did was is i bought persona 5 strikers uh it was on sale oh, okay. on playstation mm-hmm. and i've played i think the first two three hours of it uh like how much late, was it
0: how much was it by the way 20 um
1: uh, 20 I well think it was, you had
0: me at 20 i mean that's a good deal if it's 20 something whatever it's a yeah good deal. i think it's, that's it's a, pretty, that's a really good deal. yeah yeah yeah
1: so okay I, that's a fucking good it's a Look, I told you. I, it's good. I never Yeah, I never finished Persona 5 Royal or Persona 5, but I, I put about 60 hours in each game, you know, mm-hmm. getting to, to 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 certain points and passing this point. I love the characters. I love the story. I love the aesthetic of the game. I love the music of the game, which, by the way, I changed the music to two Persona
0: for two. 5. Yeah. There's still two for two, though, like a whole other game. You would think, oh, you know, they just lightning in a bottle one time. No, the, nope. the sequel is just as good. Yeah, just, just as good. As good.
1: So and and I and I sw- switched the music to Persona 5 Royal uh, music you okay. can and I switched that yeah. to that cuz I love that. It, the the soundtrack to the game is good as well, by the way. Uh you can do 5, yeah. you can do Royal. But um you know, what I did is I went back to YouTube and I finished the original Persona 5 story through the to the movies, right? Uh, t- uh through the, you know, the cutscenes mm-hmm. yeah. that way I can I, I play this game and honestly i don't think i even needed to do that i think if i had a grasp on all the characters and kind of the little things that happen in and especially early on in, in terms of the uh with 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 some of the early like the first four dungeons maybe the first three or four dungeons i got a pretty good grasp on what's happening with with the characters cuz it is a sequel to this game but it's really like persona it's a game about the characters uh so it's really a sequel about them like their next chapter as yes. the Phantom mm-hmm. Thieves, and so I, I I loved it. I I didn't realize how much I miss these characters. Uh, I love all that. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like I'm you know I'm playing a very familiar game in a new way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gameplay is absolutely fantastic. I I know that those games get repetitive, but I you know. The same thing could be said with, with Persona 5 Royal in terms of, because it's such an easy RPG, that you're yeah. doing the same things over and over. This is that, except you're more involved. I, I really, I'm really enjoying this fucking game. And I know you liked it quite a bit yourself.
0: Yeah, it's a hidden gem for me, like I was saying the other yeah. episode. Uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's not the typical Dynasty Warriors meets... Here's another licensed type of game where it's just a big map yeah. and you run around with like mobs of enemies. They actually scale it back and make it feel more like an action RPG than it is yeah. like one of those Musou games. So yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I, I and, don't like the fact that you're not putting this on our docket. <laughs> so, and, 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 so I can't with, trash you. But uh, no, it was a good pick though. It's a good sale actually.
1: But what's funny about that is that playing Tales of Arise and playing Persona 5 Strikers, it feels similar. Yeah, there's more characters on uh, on the screen with Persona Five Strikers, and, and a lot of a lot of it's fodder. You can get through them in, in one move.
0: Yeah, sure, yeah.
1: but it feels like a action RPG.
0: Yeah, and
1: yeah. I, I I am, and I know you said this, and I know I've read reviews that said this is really just Persona Five. It's not, it's not a it's not a Dynasty Warriors game skinned as a Persona Five. It's the other way around. It's a Persona Five Wars skinned with 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 the Dynasty Wars. It is. It is persona. Like to mm-hmm. the I am dumbfounded how much it just feels like the fucking game. It just, yeah. in every way. I, I loved it. I, I absolutely adore it. Uh, I think it's it's great. And it's not and it's I,
0: not um it's not short either. It's not a little like right, five, right. six hour little spin off no, thing no, no, either. No, no, it's no. a full like 30, yeah. 40 hour game.
1: Yeah, I, I just thought for myself with game of the year, uh, conversations coming soon and the fact that this year has been a weird year for games and weird, when I say weird, I mean not great. Uh, it would be, it would be kind of fucked up for me, I think, to just, uh, go out throughout the year and not play Persona 5 strikers. Even, even if I fall off of it, you know, I, I think that, because of how not great the year is, I think that Strikers is, is is a game that I needed to play this year, and I'm very happy. I, I was waiting for a seal to eventually get it. Um, I, yeah. I knew that myself that I wasn't going to go back to Persona, so I was going to read or see the the end of Five because it's not it's not a sequel to Royal. It's a it's a it's a it's a sequel. It's to a five, sequel to
0: the original Persona Five. Yeah, original. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, I, I'm loving it. It's a good time as soon as I'm done with Tales of Arise. Uh, it's going to be Halo Infinite and, and, and Strikers uh, for a little bit for me there.
0: Cool. But yeah, that's all I've been playing. All right, man. Um, well, I will go ahead and jump in with mine. Uh, I also made a uh, Black Friday digital uh, purchase. I picked up Life is Strange True Colors. Um, I had my eye on this one for a while, and I know you played it earlier this year too, around when it first came out, and you were uh, pretty high on it. So Absolutely, I was looking forward yeah. to it. Um, I've, I'm kind of, you know, lukewarm about Life is Strange as a series because I loved the first game. Uh, I didn't really get into anything else from the series until uh, I, I played this one, uh, which I think is pretty solid overall. Um, I think True Colors is is uh, it's decent. I think it is. Um, it's got some pretty glaring problems where it counts the most in my opinion but um i think what it has going for it is uh excellent voice acting facial animations you really feel like these people are people and they 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 act human uh which i think is really important and always been a strength of this series um they don't feel like video game characters per se this is true yeah um and the voice acting really is uh, very natural and it brings a lot of these characters to life but there really wasn't anybody that I encountered, uh, throughout the game that felt, uh, you know, kind of phony or, 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 um, misplaced in some way. So that was really good. Um, I would say that the art style, uh, is really nice too. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of that weird, like watercolor sort of painting kind of aesthetic yeah, for yeah, the yeah. series. I think, and, and this will kind of transition into the cons. um, I think that the problem with the art style is that for as beautiful as the art style is, the... The texture quality of the game is 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 awful, uh, and and the game thinks that it's prettier than it is. So a lot of its scenes will have close ups of like a record player or books, and you can uh, and they're just so pixelated and, and like very last gen looking. And I was disappointed that they didn't at least up res a little bit of that for the Series X and PS5 version. I have the Series X version, so it, it gets very close up. Like there's a big mural on 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 a building side, and you're like, oh that's so beautiful, yeah. and then it zooms in close, and all you see is this horrible pixelation and you're like oh just pan out again pan out so i I think that the texture quality kind of takes me out of it a little bit um but worse than that um the chromatic aberration effect in this game is the worst i have i'm not exaggerating it's the worst i've ever seen in a video game chromatic aberration is a in so many words it's a color distortion effect that a lot of games add in for this like visual flair it's like the new uh film grain of, of video game effects now. And every game seems to have it for some reason or another. This game does it so much that the game looks visibly blurry at times. The colors are all kind of desynced from each other and disconnected from each other in a weird way. Um, and it actually made my eyes kind of strain pretty hard uh, to, to make out things. So I was having a hard time literally looking at the game. Um, and it was there was no option to turn it off or turn it down at all. So it was really, really distracting. And it made the game... Um, Feel less beautiful because you you literally couldn't see text on a sign that was like literally a couple feet in front of the camera because of the effect that it has. It's like, man, this is this is way too much. So um, I think think, um,
1: uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man games actually have pretty bad uh, uh, that that setting is pretty bad for them, too. But it, it gives you the option to turn it off
0: yes yes Uh, cyberpunk has it a lot of games have it now but it's just like oh it's i just don't like the effect in general but it's it's i've never seen it this bad before ever uh in a game so that was pretty tough to see from a visual standpoint but this game is not all about visuals obviously um where where it's trying to really lean into itself is in the story uh and i felt that the story was pretty average to me um i did finish it uh, I, beat, I beat it all the way through i found it to be predominantly predictable i didn't really find a lot of the plot points to be all that surprising i, I you uh, it tries not to telegraph what it's going to do, but you can kind of tell what it's going to do. You know, chapter one—it's almost too perfect. You know, something's yeah, yeah. going to go sideways, and something obviously does, and then that sets up the chain of events that happen.
1: But let me let me ask you this because I agree that you know the 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 foreshadowing in this game is very hand fisted. But but I I it, it did ca- I always got caught by surprise by the end game. Like for example, you know what happens to her brother. At the end right. of the first episode, I didn't see that coming. I mean, right. I I knew something was gonna happen. I just didn't see that thing coming. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I I had a feeling something was gonna happen to him. I just I just didn't know how either. But I I yeah. I could tell. It was almost like again, it was too perfect. It was like something has to happen that that shakes things up because this is just a this is just like a how, forgettable hipster small town story. You know. How
1: did you feel about the? The ending without without spoiling it, I guess, because I had a problem with the ending where a I okay, slight spoilers here, guys. Uh, I'll just say this: the the character's father uh, showing up in a specific way where I was like, "What?" I mean, there's if there was a connection, I missed it. I I, I don't know. Maybe there's Gabriel's no, there because
0: there's he no. thought.
1: So it was like, okay, so you're telling me in terms of coincidence, this, it just kind of fucking blew my mind. There's had to be, yeah. some, I'm sure there's something there. Maybe I don't context. think so, honestly,
0: dude. I, I, I thought back through everything and I, I even went on YouTube and rewatched a, a couple things and I couldn't find anything that, that even alluded to the fact that they were that there was a not, basically there's a relative of this person that you're playing as who, um, it was apparently conveniently in this town years ago and, and, um, your sibling comes to that same town, ironically. It's, it's a tale of these weird, uh, you know, like convenient coincidences Coincidence, for the storytelling yeah. that just don't make sense and it's like, uh, I don't, I don't, I think it's, in, it's not in my head
1: space, in my headspace the way I looked at it is, um, I forget his name, the bar owner. Uh, uh Je- Jed? Jed. Jed? Yeah, Jed, I guess, felt some kind of guilt or remorse and reached out to Gabriel to kind of have him to come to the town and kind of look after him. That's in my head canon because that's kind of how he, he was very, very, very nice to the Chens. Now we know why. There's some kind of guilt there. Um, yeah. so.
0: Yeah. I, but I think it's just—I think it's just symbolic, and I have it here. The plot holes. There's just, there's just a, a lot of weird plot holes. A lot of things don't tie up either. Um, yeah. There's there's um, you know there's certain characters that you don't really get an update on, on what happened to them after certain events. Um, there's there's two people you know predominantly uh, at the core of the beginning of the game um, in terms of like a who done it type of thing, um, and once that thread oh, is over with yeah. you don't you don't hear anything about them since other than like, like an occasional little allusion to what they you know where they're at um Choices in the game don't really amount to much, which is really surprising to me. You, you, get, yeah. you get to do a lot of things in that game that they, that they save and remember, but none of it really has any impact. Like, And it's, it's, it's big things. Like there's, um, you know, the person that you're playing as in this game is an empath and can kind of tap into people's emotions. And she even learns that she can kind of help take the, away certain negative emotions from people if she wants to. Which I thought was cool. Um, which I didn't do and it yeah. had no effect on the bottom line whatsoever of the person i could have saved they ended up being fine and all right according to what i saw towards the end of the game and i was like well i'm glad i didn't i'm yeah, glad i didn't I do mean, that so, <laughs> so okay
1: so th- there are certain things that change the way the ending is narrated i guess or the way the ending the ending is kind of contextualized but there's no real like ending where you know bad ending you know or like good ending it's just an ending with certain details that are a little bit different yeah. uh, and I, I and i don't think and i think that's fine uh for certain games i however don't think that's great for a game that that really kind of completely relies on its choices right
0: that's right. the problem and it's it's big stuff like that it's even little stuff like i remember like one of the things that you can miss is that you don't you know, you don't clean up the, the your, your house, you right. don't do your dishes or whatever. And I saw it at the end of the chapter. Oh, you didn't clean everything. And I thought I did. I missed something probably. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm sure what homeboys going to come upstairs and look at the, my place being a mess and make some kind of comment about it to show me like a reaction to having a dirty place. Right. And that never happened. No ended up meaning nothing in the end. So stuff like that to me was just kind of underwhelming. Another thing I have on the story side is that the character relationships kind of start to feel forced pretty quickly. Um, After chapter one, you just kind of start... You have friends, and I get it. Like a few weeks pass between chapters, but all of a sudden you're just like best friends with these two people. Um, Speaking of which, the romantic element in this game feels very forced as well. Like I feel like this game was dying for me (laughs) to be with one particular person even though I was trying to... Go the other path, and it just wouldn't let me. I was like, I'm like, I am, I am blocking okay, this but person I, I got, every chance I, okay. I get.
1: Like, I, what? I, I gotta know who you picked.
0: I was trying to have uh, Alex get with the the dude, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. That's his name. Yeah, yeah. but it wouldn't let me. It kept on being, uh, it kept on being uh, uh, whatever her name was, and I, I was like, Stephanie, I, I hugged her instead of kissed her. I, I, I you just, see,
1: and I kept, and, blocking. And,
0: I didn't, I didn't leave her any like note or flower thing at the, at the, at the, at the event that they had at the, in the town event. Oh, see, that's that's I didn't fucked, fucked up. up. That, Anything? Uh, that's fucking. That's
1: that's interesting because I straight up was like Steph all the way. So everything that I did really panned out really beautifully for them at the end, but.
0: Now you're telling me this that you try to go for Ryan and the game really wants you to go for Seth. What's well, like, ah, oh, that kind of sucks. I, I did mean, did everything I could to friend zone her and then she comes in the house she's like, "I want to be with you. I want to be with you." And I'm like, "Dude, I but the whole the whole game of That is
1: that is very disappointing to hear. Yeah.
0: And
1: in, in my experience and and, I, and if you guys go back and listen to the my episode uh with with me talking about this game. I love this game and I still love this game. Uh but everything Marco was saying is is facts i mean it's true um um but the the difference being is the fact that i went with steph so being that that was the path that i took it all really worked out for me really beautifully so if i would have tried to go on with ryan and it didn't work out for me that would have been yeah that would have been before before you move let me ask you one specific question and i know we've been spoiling some stuff here so let's let's still try to keep this vague chapter three the big rpg yes think of it what did you think about that
0: i thought it was cool um it was very clever um I, i didn't have any issue with it at all i think i think at that point it just wasn't what it wasn't what the game needed at that point i was i was really wanting things to pick up at that stage of the game um because chapter one was you know the big event that happens chapter two was like the immediate blowback and then chapter three i wanted it to kind of get to the good stuff and it felt like a oh, we're LARPing now? It was like a LARPing event that you should do in the game, and it's like, oh, this is, I mean, this is cool, but I think the game needed more impact at that stage of the story. So, uh, yeah, right thing to do, but wrong time. It almost would have been cooler to do that at the beginning of the game before everything went to crap, you know what I mean? But um, I'm okay with it. I think it was cool as shit. The, my problem is
1: exactly that. I, I think that it's a weird respite in a in a very troubling story of. You know, uh, of, of you know, I don't want to say what it is, but it, you know, and that's why four, chapter four and five, for four specifically, I think is a shorter chapter. Mm. And and they try to pile so much like, all oh, right, now this is happening, this is happening. And it feels a little bit like oh, the cops Ugh. are involved. Like, what's, it oh, feels. I, and
0: I, I didn't like, answer your question about the ending either. I'm sorry. I, we totally skipped past it. Oh, that's, that. right, that's right. I hated the ending. I hated that whole dialogue. I hated all that. Like, it, it's just, it's, it's almost like, A long five minute speech to try to get somebody to admit to something that they have lied about for years and nothing that ever happens before this part of the game. Uh, it embodies that at all. You never see that kind of thing happen where she can just talk somebody off of, of whatever they're thinking or feeling like that. It, it just got really weird. It was really overly done. It was it was long as hell. And it was so hokey. So I, I hated that. I hated that. I, I, hated, yeah. I hated that a lot of the moments of the game were also... I don't know if this happened to you, but I would get those text messages and the my block like social media updates yeah. right in the middle of this like heart wrenching cutscene that'll happen, or like they would happen at weird times where like you would just finish talking to a person, then leave the like their house or their shop or whatever, and then you get a text from them immediately, as if you yeah, had yeah, been yeah. gone for like days. Oh right. man, it, thanks for coming by the other lie. day.
1: Yeah, I was like, wait,
0: what? I just closed yeah, the door. Yeah. What do you mean the other day? It was two hours ago. What? All y'all got dementia? <laughs> 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 that's it. That's an inside joke um, for uh, the game. Uh, anyways, not, but, not for us. Uh, uh, yeah, not for us. Uh, but you know, I, I we got to move on. I want to move on to my next game. But I, I will say, I think I don't regret playing it. I think it was it was a, it was the right price to pay. I paid like I think it was like thirty something bucks for this uh, when that's it was a good on sale. Price. Good price for the amount of game that it is. I just wish that it had uh, done a better job with the story. I think. Tell me why it was actually a way better game than this.
1: So non-committal in terms of like, don't tell me whether it is or isn't. Or and, but is it a contender for your top ten? No. Okay.
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, obviously things can change. I might look back on it a little bit, um, you know, differently. But as of right now, no, I don't think so. All right, cool. Um, Fuck off. But anyway. (laughs) <laughs> listen um but i tried it hey i tried it so yeah, oh, yeah uh, speaking yeah. of uh trying things i also tried Kana bridge of spirits uh decided to remember that this game existed and i did and i picked it up uh, you know i was looking for something to play just to kind of hold me over until halo comes out and i figured why not try this out um have to say man um I feel like those you know how people were saying, like this is the best PS2 game of 2021 type of thing. You're right. I think that they were being way too kind. Hmm, I think this game is awful. Um, so Whoa. It, 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 and, 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 I'm shooting at everybody. Where for the when Marco when Marco told me he was going to play
1: this, he had just started playing it, he said, "You know, it's not too bad uh but i was very interested in what you had to say as you played it and i stayed quiet because
0: this is it, the, Bruh. it's trying to be dark souls let me tell you what it is this feels like a playable tech demo um it it feels like and what i mean by that is well let's get the positives out of the way it is a beautiful looking game graphics are yeah. are, are really good um Performance is really good uh, on on PS5 as well. 60 frames, really nice. Excellent music. I love the music. It's very, very good. And I kind of dig Kana as a protagonist. She's kind of all right. But that's really where it stops for me. I think that what makes this game feel like a playable tech demo, starting with the the story in the world i think the world feels very very static and i think that goes for just how alive it feels and i also think that from a literally a graphic standpoint nothing moves in this game trees don't sway there's like the only thing you'll see is like uh, waterfalls that, that, or like running, yeah. you know, like river water or something like that. But trees don't move that much at all. Everything just feels completely stiff. Like everything is like a statue in that game. There's no movement, there's no flow of anything. You hear wind and the ambient sound effects, but like nothing's moving and it's just really jarring. So it just feels like it's just all looks but no, no life, you know? Yeah. Um, the story is very boilerplate. And kind of weird. I thought it was going to be more endearing and charming than what it actually is. It's really not all that charming at all. It's cute, but um, they don't really. It's it's not a very personable game. You don't feel like Kana's personality comes out very much at all. She she seems sweet, like a sweet person, Um, but there's no real good introduction to anybody in this game, including her. Things just kind of start happening. Um, yep. And you're just her. And you are, uh, you know, a, a spirit guide. And you're basically your your role is to help people kind of pass into the afterlife or something like that or whatever. And, and you just kind of up and running. And you're like, well, wait, I don't even know about her. I don't know what I like about her. She yeah. seems cool. Uh, and then the characters they bring into the mix, these two little kids that pop in you're like oh there oh uh, right there's there there you are it's just there's no one stopping and saying here's what's going on and here are the people here you just kind of you're just kind yeah. of off to the races and it and it doesn't feel like it was very thought out uh, it feels very boilerplate and, and just again very static all around um, the the real like the ps2 comparisons are mostly with the gameplay however and I think in that sense I think that the let's start with the platforming, right? It's terrible. Uh, the jumping and the platforming yeah, there's so is, it. its so bad. There's—it it just feels really inconsistent and stiff. Uh, you don't really grab on to, to ledges when you're supposed you to. Slide off. You just slide right down with the animation down there. Or, or there's weird ways where the game is designed to make you think that you have to like jump. Like, it'll have, like, two ledges, like, kind of top, like, right, right above each other. And you'll think, okay, I'm probably going to fall to the second one, then I have to climb back up to the top one, then I can climb back up to the very top. But it's, you can jump right, right over, or you'll just jump right down. You know, it's yeah. it's it's just it's totally unreliable. It's it's like it's either over overdoing it or underdoing it uh, with with the jumping, and it's just it just makes everything super miserable. The camera is horrendous. It's super slow. Even when you uh, increase the sensitivity, it still feels weird and in like uh, loose. You, you, and when you get into gameplay, it feels even worse. Um, uh, combat rather. Uh, the combat itself is very unbalanced. It's trying to be simple and, and straightforward on one hand, but then it's also, to your point, trying to be like a Dark Souls in, in a way, too. Uh, so it's very unbalanced. It goes from extremely easy to painfully difficult in, in yep. the drop of a dime. Um, it's got one of the worst parry systems I've ever seen. And, and the game is really built around that parry system. Yeah. Uh, but there's no sign or, or signal that it's the right time to, to trigger your parry. So you're, you're literally just guessing, um, even on easy mode, which I had to switch it to or story mode. Uh, it's still not reliable. Uh, so I ended up just kind of getting, you know, killed after like three or four hits and I'm like, Oh, this this really sucks. Um, Especially for like the, the whimsicalness of the game and how it feels so, per- like it feels
1: like a nice little platformer and then all of a sudden you start getting berated and start getting fucked up like bro. by the enemies and you're like, wait, what the hell's happening here?
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 super inconsistent. I think, and, and yeah, and it just makes me not know how to approach this game. Are you trying to be charming or are you trying to be challenging? Are you If you're trying to be charming and challenging, then there's a, a certain way you have to do that, uh, yeah. and I don't think this game accomplishes that. So I think, to me, um, I think that this studio has potential, but this yes. very much feels like a studio's first game, in yeah. my opinion. So I think they have a lot of work to do with making their worlds feel more alive, feel more feel more lived in, and I definitely think they have to figure out how to do combat. Even even the rot, those those, uh, those little guys, those guys are. It's kind of cool, but then you can do this thing where you can turn them into like a big blob or something, yeah. and then you can send them off like in like in a big like blob looking thing. But the camera movement when you do that is so, yeah. bad, so bad that I don't even want to do it, but you have to in order to get past certain, certain like yeah. obstacles in the I, game. I Ugh. will
1: say the the rot gameplay in terms of like moving the blocks and all that stuff, kind of like a pink pink pink, pink pinkman esque uh type of thing with it. A little bit. I yeah. thought I thought that was the coolest thing about the whole game. Um, I thought, you know, besides it looking beautiful, I thought that was a really cool idea to build around, and I was just kind of surprised that they didn't as much. It's re- it's very simple. Sometimes you yeah. do it often, but it's very simple. Really, their the, their main focus is weirdly enough the the the, the combat and the platforming, which is. Which is all kind of like the worst parts of the game yeah. in many, many aspects. So, you know, I, I thought it was when I saw the rot in, in terms of that gameplay mechanic moving the block, I thought, okay, this is what this game is going to be mostly. I'm going to be solving in world puzzles with this and it looks great. I love the way it looks. I think those little rot things are super cute. Like it was th- that portion of it's like right. charming. I'm like, this is going to be a pretty dope experience. And then it gets away from that so quick and it ha- you do that often, sure, but. Uh, and you rely on the rod a lot for a lot of things, but the gameplay, yeah. the 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 moment to moment gameplay, the combat, it's so not good. I thought I was like, I thought I was fucking up. I'm like looking around, I'm like, why are people loving this game so much? You know, we nah, we certain people that we respect in terms of the the reviewing world, and and and
0: they were really, bro, it, surprised
1: about in terms of how much they like the game. It's and drought I'm surprised clout, much how dude. Much I
0: it is yeah. drought clout again, bro. Like that that game come out comes out any other year, it is getting lost in the shuffle. I don't care yeah. what you say, but this year was so bone. It was drier than turkey. And but hey. But, but
1: that's that's proof that's further proof by the fact that this came out only like a couple of months ago, and yeah. nobody's talking about it. Like right? Nobody. It's, it's done. It is
0: fucking done. Yeah. So I don't recommend it at all. And last thing I was gonna say is it's got a, a horrible map system too. You have no idea where you oh. are half the time because yeah. everything looks the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely not recommendable for for me personally. Even if you are a PS2 platformer lover like I, like I'm a ratchet guy. You know, Pablo like Sly. We, you know, it's just not it's none of those things the bad no. version of all those things it is yeah so uh yeah hard pass on that but thankfully it was only 40 bucks so it wasn't a, a total uh you know loss there but uh um, yeah. but i think that's uh that's it for loadouts man so what, why don't we go ahead and uh switch over to hit points for breaking news rumors and booty juice it's time for hit points all right and uh this is uh Our hit points is a very Bioware-themed hit points uh, for for our new segment this week, for sure. So let's go ahead and start off with uh, a pretty interesting uh, development that we heard about uh, last week. Amazon Studios is nearing a deal with Electronic Arts to develop a new TV series based on the best-selling video game series Mass Effect. Pablo, we are two very big Mass Effect fans, so let me kick it over to you first. How do you feel about this? and what would you say the degree of difficulty is to make this right if you're Amazon Studios?
1: Okay, so first of all, when this was announced, I was like, nope, don't want it, because it's, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's reactionary, it's the fact that it's one of my favorite franchises of all time, and the fact that it's making video games into uh, visual media, like movies or shows, just never works well. Like, uh, it. it However, I will say, side note: there's a game called, there's a show called Arcane on Netflix, which is, uh, uh which is by by Riot, the Riot Games.
0: Is it League of Legends? Uh,
1: uh, League of Legends, yeah. So League oh, Legends, a show, yeah. dude, that fucking thing is phenomenal. I recommend it uh, to everybody. I'm not an animation guy. That shit is amazing. Anyway, okay. So when it comes to shit like this, it's like, man, I don't, I don't want this, you know. And then I start thinking, okay, let me kind of think about Amazon Studios. And then when I start thinking about Amazon Studios specifically, I, I think the more I think about Netflix or HBO Max or these studios like this, Amazon is probably the best place for that uh, for for a Mass Effect to give it a go. And the reason is the reason why is, uh, looking through kind of like some shows that I watch on Amazon, some really good quality shit. Like you got The Expanse, you got the the Boys, the
0: Boys, yeah, you
1: got. Yeah, you got Homecoming, which is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, you got a show called Hunters, which, uh, Al Pacino was in, uh, which is kind of about them hunting Nazis. Fucking dope. And they have an upcoming Lord of the Rings show that they're throwing all the money at. Uh, so I'm thinking, you know, if this, if there's a show that can, there, if there's a studio that can probably do a good job, or at least attempt to do a good job, would be Amazon because of the, the money that they have behind it. Now, is this, could this be good? How difficult will it be? I think it'll be extremely difficult because when you look at Mass Effect as a whole, Mass Effect's uh, kind of inspirations and and, and, and what, it, what it is kind of comes from existing visual media anyway. Star Trek, you know, th- those kind of things. And so it's one of those where how can you make Mass Effect feel different and wholly unique without evoking some of the things that inspired Mass Effect? Like Star Trek or, or or shows like that, you know. Uh, uh, it's, so it's 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 it'll be a difficult task, I, I think. For them, for me, what I would want to see is I would definitely want to see a Commander Shepard show. Um, when you look at the Expanse and how they've done that, I would like to see something in that vein. Um, so I I think that they could do well to 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 follow that path. Um, it's just, it's really all about the writing, uh, and it's, it's, you, they have so much going against it, you know, video games into TV shows or movies just doesn't work well. I mean, you know, Mass Effect as a whole is an interactive medium, obviously, you know, you're recruiting these, this team and, and, and you're really building relationships and going into these battles with consequences and I, I, it's all done and it's all done beautifully, but a part of what makes that... Ma- the real part of what makes Mass Effect great is the fact that it's your story. It's Commander Shepard, but it's your Commander Shepard story. And the relationships that you pick and the people that you decide to kind of vibe with, that's all on you. It takes away that incredible feeling of that game to put it into the vision of one director, one writer, whatever the case may be, and now it's their vision. It's their vision of Commander Shepard when that was what Mass Effect... Mass Effect was never about that specifically. So... If you, then, okay, let's not do a Commander Shepard because that's the player's Shepard, right? Let's take that. Then at that point, what are we talking about? Without Commander Shepard, as Andromeda will tell you, there really isn't a lot there right now. Can they build something that is, 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 is good? Yeah, sure. The, the world is there. They have that ability to build that, but. I don't know if I want to see a show called Mass Effect, which it just kind of deals with certain aspects. Like it has the Geth and it has that, but it doesn't really have anything that really ties it to the game itself, like the characters. Mm. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I, I, I'm t- i torn between the fact that it needs... I feel like it needs to be uh, uh, what, what The Last of Us is doing, like the first game, you know. And I'm also okay with them doing their own thing but i mean it would be really weird for me to see a whole mass effect show with without one single record uh one single recognizable character you know mm. no Garrus, no thing no thing nothing like that. it would just be weird for me but okay. yeah, i don't know yeah i think it's, it's a big big it's, it's a huge 50 50 for me i'm leaning more toward it not working the way i wanted to but I mean, it's not a complete loss. It's not. It's not the new, uh, fucking Resident Evil: Raccoon City <laughs> movie that just came out that apparently is fucking atrocious.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I will say I kind of disagree a little bit. I would like to see something, because I actually, I actually, totally disagree. I, I think that if, if you go the Shepard story route, right, you have. You have a lot of fan service you're going to have to live up to, and I think that's going to put a lot of pressure on the show to be as bombastic as possible, probably beyond what its budget can handle, because you got to think about all the big battles across literally the the galaxy and everywhere else that would just be too much for a TV show to be able to do. What I think this is probably better off being is maybe a self-contained Citadel story. Um, something that is in one or maybe two central locations like a ship or the citadel. Uh, maybe it can be because um, you're going to need a villain, right? And I don't think the Reapers are what you want to introduce in season one, per se. You probably want to save that for another season. I would be cool with seeing something to the effect of like, here's the Genophage, you know, with the, the Krogan. Here's here's that race of species is the enemy in the game you can villain you can villainize them really well um you can cg them to death because they're just a mob they're like you know like the orcs from lord of the rings kind of thing right um and you can talk about how you know that whole story came to place, uh, the Turian Wars. You can you can tap into that too. You can still go some places in in the lore in that sense without it being like save the galaxy type of um, you know ramifications. So I'd like to see something like that just to kind of give those stories more color um, to fit the canon of the Mass Effect game trilogy a little bit more too. You know, um, that's what I would prefer. Um, you know, now what I love to see a Shepard story. Yeah, but I just I think that's just probably too bomb. And there's too much to live up to there, well, in my I, opinion. I, and and who are you gonna I, pick? Is it gonna be a male shepherd or female shepherd? Yeah, yeah. Who are they it's gonna re-firm. romance? And now now it's yeah. more, it's not it's not their shepherd. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're running into those problems too.
1: I don't think I don't think budget's gonna be an issue. The the Lord of the Rings budget uh, currently is apparently each episode is the equivalent of a high budget film. Like Amazon has the dough. And I think if they go cheap, uh, then that it, it, you're right. They're gonna have to do something more like the Expanse, you know, where where a lot. It's not a lot of locations. I mean, they hint at a lot of like bombastic shit that never really just goes down. It's you know, it's concentrated on on the crew itself. Uh, but I don't know when you look at when you look at the boys, even the show like Jack Ryan or even Hunters, which is not really like a super popular show. It has money behind it. You know, they throw they throw money behind it. So I, I don't think. They'll go into Mass Effect with a modest budget. They shouldn't, but you never know. But if it is that modest budget type, yeah, then I would like something a little smaller scale, Citadel shit would be pretty dope. Yeah. But if they have that money, you know, my thing is just, I, I don't know who the, who's gonna write this. I just I, I don't know that's if they're gonna true. understand that's, Mass that's Effect. That's a very good point. You know? Yeah, that's going to
0: be a huge key component of this. And I think what will also matter is what the next Mass Effect is going to shape up to be, too. Um, What kind of story that's going to be telling and how they may or may not want that to correlate with the show. Right. uh, Timing-wise and story-wise. So that'll be interesting, too. Uh, But either way, I think we're a long, long ways off from seeing anything happen here. Probably, Um, yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, Next thing, which is uh, also BioWare-related news, but definitely... uh, in my opinion, this is easily the booty juice of the week, babe. Uh, senior, <laughs> the senior creative director of Dragon Age 4, Matt Goldman, has left Bioware. Uh, he had been senior creative director on Dragon Age since 2017 uh, before, quote unquote, mutually parting ways. End quote. How, hmm. how do you feel about this? And, and obviously, when it comes to Dragon Age 4, how concerned are we?
1: I mean, you know, Dragon Age uh, 4 was already being built to be like Anthem. Uh, That was the the, the mindset behind it. They thought they had a winning ticket and a winning process with Anthem. And that uh, thankfully didn't come to fruition. So they seemingly went back to the the drawing board with making Dragon Age 4 a more traditional uh, Western RPG. Which, thank God for that. But it's troubled development from day one. And then when you have the the creative, uh, the senior creative director leaving, and, and and what seems like a very yeah, they say mu- mutually agreeing to part ways, but you know, it seems like a very like weird over the like overnight decision, you know. Um,
0: what was the reason behind it? Did they give any reason at all? No, no, not nothing publicized that I've heard. No, yeah, It's just it, yeah, because I know. Th- I would imagine it's just trouble development. It would have to be or some kind of creative difference. Yeah, it could, in, in what they want to do with the game.
1: or maybe maybe it's not you know, maybe it's not progressing the way they want it quality wise, because I know that a lot of the companies that reached out to uh, Electronic Arts, EA basically sent every the same kind of uh, sentence to everybody. Matt Goldman is no longer working at Bioware. He leaves the next Dragon Age game in excellent hands. With the team here at the studio who will carry forward our vision for the game. That right there says a lot. Because it says specifically, it leaves the next Dragon Age game in excellent hands with the team here at the studio who will carry forward our vision for the game. So it's kind of like, yeah, this guy wasn't cutting it or he wasn't doing what we wanted. There was, like you said, creative differences. Which, look, if that's the case and they have a specific, uh, you know, vision for this game. And they're willing to fire the creative director in the middle of development to make that vision happen. That vision better be fucking good, my <laughs> man. They better have, they better have a one fuck, up, one hell of idea of an idea that's going to really make Dragon Age Four pop. Because if 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 that's not the case, if Matt Goldman's ideas were the ones that were gonna make this game good, and they just kind of got rid of him because he was getting in the way of whatever the fuck they wanted to do, that's gonna be a problem. I, I, listen, this complete. I'll be honest with you. This kind of takes a lot of the wind uh, out of the out of the wings of, of what Dragon Age Four could be. Now I'm I'm now I'm I'm cautious I'm cautiously optimistic, but still but very uh, slightly pessimistic on, yeah. on on what this game is going to be because when they said hey we're getting away from the anthem framework we're going to do something more traditional fucking great. But when they can't even get that right, it's like, uh, it troubles me when the company that makes Dragon Age, uh, a, a great Western RPG franchise, can't even figure that shit out. That's a problem for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It
0: it just speaks to how much disarray has, has been going on with Bioware for so long now. Like, you would think that they would be, um, you know, well, you know what? That'll actually be let, let's put a pin in that because we're gonna we're gonna get into EA on a deeper level yeah, yeah. Start with our next segment. So why don't we go ahead and, and shift gears and get into our checkpoint chat?
1: It's time for the checkpoint chat.
0: All right, now as promised, our end of year coverage is going to continue, and this checkpoint chat is dedicated to handing out letter grades to all of the big third party studios and publishers uh, that had some stuff happen this year. We have EA, we have Capcom. Bandai Namco, Activision, Blizzard, Sega, Square Enix, and Ubisoft or Square Enix—I don't know if it's which way you're supposed to say it—but um, those are the studios and publishers we're going to be talking about in this segment. And so, while we're on the subject of, of EA and Bioware, I think it's appropriate that we just go ahead and start with EA for our, our, our end of year review um, because sure. talking about you know Dragon Age Four. Uh, not only with the creative director leaving, but just the fact that it's slipping into 2023 um, is extremely disappointing news. And it's, it's put a really huge, huge blemish on EA's year on top of a lot of other fumbles. Um, other you know, highlights as far as EA this year, uh, the games that came out that are notable, Battlefield 2042, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, It Takes Two. And of course, you have Madden and FIFA and as well as Knockout City. Um, in terms of reveals, they had uh, you know teased They've been teasing the new Mass Effect, which is really exciting. Um, obviously, the rumors of you know working with Amazon Studios now, and then the Dead Space remake that was announced, that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, and then news and headlines, like we just said, the Dragon Age Four stuff has just been a constant disappointment. So with with all this stuff in mind, Pablo, when you think about EA's 2021, how would you rate them uh, in terms of a letter grade? What would you give them?
1: You know, I'd give him a D plus, um, and the reason being is is I'm I'm heavily skewing my grades to what's available to play now, um, and, and and kind of track record. When you look at Battlefield twenty forty two, uh, you know I'm not a Battlefield guy, but I was looking forward to twenty forty two. I I very much felt early on that we were very excited for twenty forty two, and that and that. You know, completely just went out the window. And, and Marco is probably the biggest Battlefield fan I know, and he's not even playing it right now. You know? Yep. And, and when you got something like Legendary Edition, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is absolutely fucking incredible and a great way to replay those games, you know, it's still not a new IP in terms of a new game. It's, 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 a, it's, it's they're taking these old incredible games and, and then, and you know, and sprucing them up a bit, which is fine. I love it. It takes two. It is is a great kind of multiplayer experience, which you and, you and I had a really good time playing that. Um, it's not a perfect game. It gets a little long in the tooth in some in some areas. Yeah. But then when you look at Madden and FIFA, specifically Madden, uh, because I'm I know a little bit more about Madden than I do about FIFA and, and how. Last year's Madden had a lot of issues, and how this year it continues, if not expands on on the actual not giving a fuck, uh, being the only Madden, the only licensed NFL product out there, them kind of just being like, yeah, it's either this or this, bitch. Like, what are you gonna do about it, right? right. And it's. It, it's stale it's it's and i and i love madden games and I, I they're stale it's it hasn't been fun for a very long time plus the uh whatever the, the
0: uh the ultimate team stuff too and, and just how the monetization has yeah. been and they've been really kind of getting challenged with that stuff as of yeah. late too, like legally and, and
1: that shit that i never that's that shit i never fuck with but it's it it, it stands to be mentioned because it yeah. is not it's bad and then you know whatever they do with the single player stuff that shit's fucking atrocious yeah, on both sides on FIFA and Madden and then Knockout City which honestly it's just it's like Ubisoft like other companies whatever they can to kind of get all the monies from all the fucking possible outlets you know
0: <laughs> Battle Royale which, man they push this hard
1: they push this hard and, and and then it came out and it got really popular for really hot second now nobody's talking about it nope um, yeah so I, you know and then Dead Space Remake again uh 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 it's a, it's a remake of a of a beloved uh, game, which I personally love. And I'm really excited for the remake. I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, based on what they've given me to this year, I don't know how much I can trust them to make the Dead Space remake that, you know, great. And then when you look at Mass Effect, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda was fucking horrible. Now, I will say. As a Mass Effect game, it is fucking trash. It is probably still better than a lot of Western RPGs that try to kind of come into the fold. But when, when you're when you're presenting to me Mass Effect and this is what you give me, I don't know how I'm going to feel about the new Mass Effect. They, they, I, I don't trust EA to understand what made Mass Effect good to begin with for them to give me something that is going to, you know, uh, live up to the name that is Mass Effect. So yep. w- with all that said, and with the Dragon Age stuff, with... Uh, you are going to take a Dragon Age, the Dragon Age uh, fr- franchise. I love, uh, I I love uh, Dragon Age, um, um, uh,
0: shit origins,
1: and then Inquisition. I love those games. Yeah. Those games are fucking great, you know. And the fact that you can't get it right, the fact that you had to make it, it is a sequel to Dragon Age Inquisition, and the way you were gonna do that was make it a a, a fucking like anthem like service live service game. Like, what are we talking about? Can't here? get it I don't right, man. It, yeah, I don't trust EA to stay out of their own way in any way. As a matter of fact, I said D plus. Fuck that. I'm going F Whoa, on them. Turbo. I'm doing. I, I just talked myself into it. I mean, come on, man. Like you got, you got, you got incredible legendary franchises that you can't get right anymore? Nah, <laughs> you fucked up. F, get the fuck
0: um, out of here. Uh, my grade, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. I think I'm pretty much with you all the way. I gave them a D plus. I think that uh, for all the reasons that you mentioned, I think one thing I forgot to put on our docket was also Apex Legends. Um, I, I don't know how to feel about how that game is kind of coming along. Um, it, it just sort of felt like it had a pretty mundane year unless I was missing a bunch of like cool things. <laughs> they added...
1: They added an arena mode, which is a lot like, kind of like, um, like a, like a halo, you know, type of arena, which Mm -hmm. people tend to like, um, I don't give a shit about it. I mean, it's not, it's not why I play, it's not why I play. Right.
0: Yeah. And, uh, no Titanfall three announcement either. Just want to say that's still trash too. Um, completely inexcusable or um, or
1: no, st- nothing with Star Wars and Respawn no, you
0: know nothing so i i just think that this was uh you know a pretty low year for them battle battlefield 2042 as you said was betafield 2042 it still is legendary edition for mass effect was was really good um low hanging fruit though i don't think they really had to do a lot to make that that great so it, it wasn't necessarily a, a confidence boosting game for me um, but it was nice that it wasn't like broken or a mess when it came out or something weird like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much echo everything you said. I will give more credit to the dead space remake announcement though. I think that was pretty unexpected and I'm glad that fans are going to get a chance to, to to play that. And I am glad too, because like I said, when it first was announced, I have not played dead space before, uh, really at all. Like in terms of like giving it a lot of time, I tried it, but I didn't really click I'm with me. I'm excited for that. Yeah, um, I actually downloaded all, all the games uh, to my Xbox, um, the other day so i I might go back and, and try them out when I have some time but uh yeah I think I think that's pretty exciting but otherwise don't, don't, yeah don't play three I downloaded it i want I want to try it just, just to see how bad in context it is but I'm sure it is as bad as people said
1: <laughs> yeah. It, yeah it's basically like taking uh uh the the formula that works and then trying to make it a a, a multiplayer
0: experience it's boo. not good boo. yeah all right, man. Well, let's go ahead and move on to Capcom. So let's give you the quick rundown of Capcom's year. 2021 releases are the main releases were Resident Evil Village, Monster Hunter Rise, Monster Hunter Stories, and Ace Attorney Chronicles. No real new reveals this year. I think they mentioned they're going to definitely do some DLC for Village, but that was about it from what I recall. Um, News and headlines for the year. Pragmata was delayed to 2023, as we talked about uh, recently. And Resident Evil Reverse, which is the multiplayer game nobody wanted, is uh, delayed <laughs> to 2022. So, oh, um, no! Uh, no! No, no, no. Uh, so, Pablo, based on these, uh, these highlights for Capcom's year, what would you give their 2021 uh, for a letter grade?
1: Uh, let's see. Um, okay. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to judge you on what you show me. If you're not gonna show me a lot of new stuff, okay, fine. That's gonna hit you. But you know, Resident Evil Village, Ace Attorney Chronicles, fucking love those games. Um, and then Monster Hunter Rise, you know, great reviews. People really loved it. And then people really loved Monster Hunter Stories as a as a uh, JRPG, which 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 is kind of the game that I was I was kind of battling between that one or or uh, Persona. Or Persona. Yeah. Like, uh, as the next... since I was already playing a, a JRPG, I didn't want to kind of, like, get into that. But, I mean, it, 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 when you look at, like, the top JRPGs of the year, Monster Hunter Stories is showing up there. So, they're, they're taking their known and, and, and kind of proven IP and giving you good stuff. Like, Resident Evil Village has no business being as good as it is. Like, absolutely not. I mean, look, 7 <laughs> was good. fine. But Resident Evil Village is good. Like, it is possibly one of the better Resident Evil games. You know, uh, it, it, it is it, mainline Resident Evil games. It is amazing. It, it's, a, it's a great story. They really kind of mix both of the the horror elements and, and, and kind of like the action elements really 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 fucking well. The game works in, on every level. Um, so, I, I really love and Ace Attorney Chronicles. I mean, that game is hype as fuck bro. When you're in there and you're objecting to some bullshit because of some shit that you fucking <laughs> deciphered. It, it is... Those games were really uh, good, and I think Capcom has really, um, hit it. it, really knows, unlike EA, Capcom knows how to appreciate its IP, and f- right now is making the best of their IP, you know, or at the very least, you know, if you like Monster Hunter, it, Everybody I know that likes Monster loves Rise. Everybody that I know that loves Re- Resident Evil loves Village, and everybody that I know that loves uh, that loves uh, the Ace Attorney games loves Chronicles. Like that, they're hitting the stride in each of those IP, and they're really working really well with it. I, I love it. I, I love. It. And then Pragmata being uh, being delayed to twenty twenty three is vaporware for me. I don't give a fuck about that. Right. Resident Evil Reverse. <laughs> more vaporware. You know, I think that I could be more harsh on this. I can easily give this a D or an F based on the fact that they have nothing really announced in the future and the fact that the stuff they do have announced is, is delayed or just fucking bullshit, but they understand their IP. At the end of the game, when you're a, a development company, a software company, and you're making IP and you're making it right and you're making it good, I mean, how can you give them a bad grade? Uh, uh, that's why I give, a, uh, I give them a C.
0: Yeah, I give them a C+, plus, uh, personally. I think, I you know, passing grade, I think they did enough this year to have a it's just a, a solid year all around. Um, nothing that you're going to remember for the ages, per se, but uh, to your point... Well, village is pretty notable. It, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, look, Village to your point uh, is way better than it was supposed to be, in my opinion. I think it's excellent. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is a beast; it just is. You know, people love it. It's, it's huge in Japan. Um, it's not our cup of chai tea latte per se, but it is. <laughs> it is good, and um, you know, people are, are are still playing it, even though I, I think it has a very niche community. So you don't you don't hear yeah. a lot of Monster Hunter talk in gaming circles a lot, but that doesn't mean the game isn't performing well or successful. Um, Um, you know, they, they have a lot of support in store for it, uh, as usual and people are happy with it. So that's awesome. Monster Hunter stories turned out pretty solid as well. So it was a great year for Monster Hunter. And when you have Ace Attorney coming back into the mix, that's a pretty good thing to see too, especially in a, in a, in a, in in an era now where games like that typically don't survive or don't get to come back. That's pretty cool to see that it still has a place in Capcom's portfolio. You like to see stuff like that too. Um, I think what brought them down to a C-plus for me is that in terms of new reveals, it was kind of light. Yeah. In a way, I appreciate it because they're not revealing things too soon, but at the same time, they did do Pragmata way too soon as well, so it's not all the way that consistent. Um, this is true. It was just a quiet year, so I'm, I'm really curious to see what they have planned coming up. I mean, I tried not to factor rumors into my grades because you don't you never know how those are going to turn out but for all intents and purposes the resident evil 4 remake is going to be a thing it's been talked about it's it's a badly kept secret uh but until that's officially announced i don't want to i can't technically count that but it is good to see that they are the pipeline is still there you know
1: yeah one thing we left out uh, and apparently it's fantastic is the resident evil 4 vr
0: I did hear about that yeah I heard it was pretty solid yeah um yeah, yeah. not not yeah not for me per, at all but yeah, yeah, yeah no. that is that is cool um so yeah I think that they're uh you know they had a pretty decent year uh, I think their best years uh this gen are soon to come however so yeah I'm looking forward to seeing what they have now, uh coming up next
1: let me ask you a quick question I know that Resident Evil 4 is heavily rumored and most likely happen in terms of the remake but do you want to see four remade or do you want to see Code Veronica remade? I would like, rather
0: see Code Veronica remade. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's a continuation of three, right? A direct continuation.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the next, uh, yeah, it's the next one up. So, it, yeah, I would rather them follow the sequence of the releases completely uh, instead of doing this. Um, I know they want to get to four because four is so popular and it's so iconic, but Code Veronica needs love. It needs love.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm in the rare case where. I, I think Resident Evil Four is great. Uh, I don't think for me, it doesn't show up in like my top twenty games of all time. Like I have people, I know people that have it like it's their favorite game of all time. Um,
0: yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, knock, I, just, I don't knock people for that. I think it is deserving. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a traditional Resident Evil guy. I've always admitted that I'm an yeah. old school. R-RE Resident guy. Uh,
1: Resident Evil Two with that remake that came out really really kind of like opened my eyes to that game. Is
0: is that game is one of the better great, one of the great games of of of, of all time. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, all yeah, right, man. Well, let's move on to uh, up next. We have Bandai Namco. So. Here's their uh, year-in-review summary. 2021 releases included Tales of Arise, Scarlet Nexus, Dark Pictures, House of Ashes, and Little Nightmares 2. Uh, in terms of reveals, we finally got a chance to see Elden Ring, uh, actually very recently. Um, and as far as news and headlines, nothing too crazy other than Elden Ring's delay uh, to, to February. And then Jump Force was recently announced to be getting pulled from uh, stores. That's which, good news. Boo-hoo, <laughs> I guess. Uh, fine. <laughs> That's good news. So, uh, <laughs> with that it's being positive. with that being said, uh, brother, what is your score for Bandai Namco uh, for 2021?
1: Yeah, I'm a Bandai Namco uh, fucking fanboy. Uh, yeah, man, that's a B for me. Uh, Tales of Arise is fantastic. Scarlet Nexus is a great kind of you know. It's a chance that they took within the JRPG genre. I think the combat in Scarlet Nexus is is, is really good. I think the story has a lot to le- left to be desired, but it's a good starting point for what I hope is a a successful and ongoing franchise. And the Dark Pictures House of Ashes stuff that that shit is huge in in <laughs> in in, in, uh, in uh, streaming. Like people love that shit. And then Little Nightmares Two, which is a game that I admittedly haven't played. Uh, but it is a uh, lot of people call it like one of the hidden gems of, of 2021. I, I like the first herb. one.
0: The first one was kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, would you think you will you play this before uh, game of the year? Absolutely not.
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, me either. But I mean, those little things like, but really, what I want to focus on here is Silver Eyes. Uh, obviously, is what well, I just talked about it in the show, fucking top notch for me. You know, and what I just said about uh, Scarlet Nexus. And In the future of uh from software, uh, you know, I, I mean, Elden Ring, for all intents and purposes, in terms of everything that is shown, seems to be like the next kind of big uh Souls game. You know, it, it really seems to be the game that's going to take the genre uh to the next level, uh, with the open world uh,ness of it. And 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 it, it just those games are very specific to 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 a certain kind of fan base, but it is. As we've seen with EA, bring them up again, these motherfuckers, <laughs> you can and you will, in many cases, mess up beloved franchises by trying to do something that is not within the, the the scope of what that franchise is, which we'll be talking about that when Ubisoft comes around. Uh, they, From Software knows what, what, what they do best. And it, uh, it and it, Elden Ring looks like it's going to be, it looks like a, a culmination of all the things that have made that made those games what those games are into this one th- package, and I cannot wait. Uh, and so, you know, it, undoubtedly Bandai, Bandai Namco could possibly go down as probably my favorite uh, development uh, team this year, based on, on that alone. Uh, but yeah, well, that's what where we're
0: your, at. Uh, what was your grade again? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, B B minus. B minus. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's wrong. So. i think that i think they deserve a c um and i think that the reason why um you know let's just get right to it i think elden ring is is a game that i think looks pretty cool but i'm not mesmerized by it as as a lot of the hardcore hardcore people seem to be um i think that there's a lot of concern that as i said when it first got revealed with the gameplay uh trailer uh, with the game's you know visuals and especially you know after watching Digital Foundry's um, video about the, the way the game's performing, I'm pretty concerned about that because I think that it's just it seems very unstable and again, this is their first big foray into open world uh, type of gameplay and the last thing you want is a game that's not really optimized the best for open world. so I'm very concerned about that and I hope they can get some polish. Um, on that game before it comes out. So I'm not I'm, not I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna shower it with praise yet. I want to see what the final product is like. So I'm I'm still on the fence. Um,
1: for for things like that I kind of have to be confident because they haven't fucked up yet. You know what I mean? Like I, I I wouldn't undoubtedly because I am such a big uh from software fan if if Elden Ring sucks or doesn't live up to the standard I I will 100% admit to it not being great but for whatever reason for me they have to fuck up for me and, and I, I understand it's very much a Pablo type of game but you know I don't know that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that
0: that's okay yeah I mean yeah. I think I think it's subjective obviously I mean some people yeah, think yeah, yeah. that Sekiro was a bad move um, or they could have did better with it um some people make an argument that the games don't particularly age well um i think that might be a fair point as well so i think it just depends on how you're looking at it but for me as someone on the outside looking in i'm not you know over the moon just yet about how elden ring's gonna pan out sure, sure. um as far as our other games this year tales will rise solid uh, well received scarlet nexus um mixed reviews but generally people think it's i you know and that that's cool um House of Ashes I think a bright future has like a bright future yeah yeah i mean hopefully you you would hope i mean i guess the anime hopefully, is going to yeah. be a part of that as well but um you know the house of ashes stuff i don't really care too much about little nightmares 2 is cool but i would i don't that's not one of those games i'm rushing out to go play right away um So I think they had a kind of pedestrian year. I mean, uh, a year you'd kind of expect from Bandai Namco, in in my opinion. I don't see anything that leaps out at me. I think next year is really going to be where it's super crucial for them because Elden Ring is their bread and butter release. Um, I think this was just a a, a typical year where there's cool stuff to look forward to and kind of cool stuff to play that has some problems. So I think it's kind of right in the middle. It's it's just passing with a C. Um, Now let's go ahead and move on. This one should be easy uh activision blizzard um highlights of uh this year is dumpster fire uh from top to bottom (laughs) uh the bobby Kodak stuff the sexual harassment stuff that has spanned many many years uh and is very thankfully well documented uh is is unequivocally the biggest headline of the year for them and has pretty much pretty much superseded everything else that, that this year was for them. Uh, and, and deservingly so until this gets all resolved. Uh, but you know, Overwatch two gets delayed. Diablo four gets delayed. Diablo two resurrected comes out in terrible shape. Uh, call of duty Vanguard comes out, which I, I personally enjoy it for what it is. Um, but it's not an amazing call of duty by any stretch of the imagination. There's really no reveals of any type that were, uh, fascinating at all. Um, Hate to lead the witness here, but I mean, how bad is your grade for uh, Activision Blizzard this year?
1: <laughs> you know, when you when you when you look at grades and, and we do the tradition of the A, B, C, D, F, uh, none of those. It's a fucking Z. All right, it is the <laughs> last goddamn letter in the alphabet. It is a fucking Z all the way. Did I like Vanguard? Yeah, sure I like Vanguard. I don't play that shit no more. It's all about the Halo baby, but really it, it, I hate to, we hate to be those kind of people, but you, you, the everything that isn't video game related that that's concerning to this company is absolutely fucking atrocious. <laughs> there is a no way that I can sit here and tell you, Oh, I like Vanguard and make excuses for any of it. When honestly, you know, like Marco mentioned, everything else besides Vanguard is it's troubled in a way you know diablo 2 is a game that when we looked at games that we haven't played is one of my biggest ones I'm very excited to finally get my hands on uh diablo 2 remastered uh re- resurrected and i just can't do it every time i hover around it's on sale right now and i was like "Hi, hey, this doesn't look great I it doesn't I, d- 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 I don't want i want to do with this so it's unfortunate uh, Overwatch, obviously, we harp about that game. Uh, we love fucking Overwatch. Overwatch Two probably uh, among our most anticipated games of, of the year every year until that game finally comes out. Uh, and Diablo being the fact, you know, Diablo being a, a very well praised uh, franchise being delayed as well. It's it, it, it's the whole company is a mess. It, it's a fucking z. <laughs> they, they they are terrible. Terrible. Bobby Kodak has to get the fuck out of here. He just said that he won't quit unless he's not unable to fix things quickly. Motherfucker, you've been there for years. All this shit, all this, uh, all this behavior, all this harassment has been done under your watch. We don't want you to fix shit. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Get the fuck out of here, and I'll consider giving this uh, uh, X or Y. Okay. Uh, if, if that's the case.
0: <laughs> hey, I don't blame you. Look, man, my grade is an F. U. Um... <laughs> Because, same thing. I mean, things are so bad with them right now that, I mean, I I almost didn't even want to dignify them with a grade. I hate to be like that, but it's just so bad that, you know, whether they had, (laughs) I I mean, here, even if this was a year, let's say hypothetically, where Call of Duty comes out, Overwatch 2 comes out, Diablo 4 comes out, the harassment... Situation and everything that's that's come around with that alone completely uh, undoes all of that. Even if those games were great, in my opinion, I, I'm I'm really yeah. tired of these headlines, and I'm tired of the fact that uh, Activision Blizzard is continuing to slither its way through this year and in the next year while this is still a thing enough is enough it's time to get kodak out of there start a new you know regime um that that knows how to treat their people and um and let's start writing the ship that way first the games will be what they are when the time comes but that has to be the first domino that falls for any of what activision blizzard uh does in the future to be palatable yep even playing Call of Duty Vanguard this year was a little weird for me because I really didn't want—I really didn't want to buy the game for that reason. Um, it was a tough dilemma, and I feel like a lot of people who are in the know about the whole um, scandal that's been going on probably feel the same. And that's a—and that's a lousy position to put gamers in because we want to be fans of, of your games and play what we love, but man, that's a hell of a caveat. Um, so my grade's an FU. And it's totally deserved, and hopefully this time next year we'll have a much better grade because we'll have much less Bobby Kotick uh, in, the, in the offices at Activision Blizzard. For real. So, all right, man. Well, let's go ahead and move on, and let's talk about Sega. So uh, Sega's year in review uh, looks a little something like this. So in terms of big releases, they had Lost Judgment, Shin Megami Tensei five, Persona 5 Strikers, as we talked about at the top of the show. Guilty Gear, a new uh, Virtua Fighter uh, edition that came out, um, and uh, a Demon Slayer game, which I guess is from an anime, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's yeah, pretty popular or something like that. Um, obviously, I know nothing about it, but um, that was a big release for them. Um, in terms of reveals, we we heard about you know a new Sonic that that's in the works, of course. Um, and uh, regarding news and headlines, um, you know, we had some rumors of the uh, the lead character from the Judgment series. His his likeness uh, was in question because of some, uh, you know, the, the PC version that they wanted to make for the game. So there was talk about the IP being in jeopardy because of that. And then of course we had some, you know, Xbox collabing going on as well. Uh, that is a pretty exciting uh, partnership that we have to look forward to in the future. So, uh, Pablo, based on all those uh, items, what do you think that they? Uh, in terms of a grade this year,
1: yeah. So I, um, based on all that, I gave them a B plus. Okay. Uh, you know, Sega is really easy to make fun of because of just just the shit that they, they they tend to put out. But this was this was a good year. I mean, look, Lost Judgment, no secret here. Big fans of Lost Judgment. We love Lost Judgment. we tend to say is not specifically a game that we we played or. played might not even play just based on the hardcore of it you know uh but it is a success i mean persona 5 strikers is a game that i I, i'm playing uh right now and i fucking adore it. i think it's great and then everything from what i hear with the fighting community with guilty gear is really good and also with virtual fighter 5 and then demon slayer being also a game that people really uh really tend to enjoy and and look I think Sonic as a whole is one of the most overrated series of all time, and I think the fans are liars, and they fucking are, 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 are making shit up when they say they love Sonic. However, there is a weight to the Sonic IP, and so a new game is coming. If it's good, that's great. If it's not, uh, then more par for the course. But... Um, ultimately, you know, I, I think with the with 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 the headlines and, and everything, uh, the potential Xbox uh, collaboration that's happening, whatever ha- what's happening there, that seems to be exciting. Uh, that could be it. Could be something more in the future, and the Judgment IP being in jeopardy because of the whole agent of the main character and the IP. I mean, you know, I, the Japanese stuff. They're so. It's so sensitive about that kind of stuff. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, Honestly, with Lost Judgment and the way Lost Judgment ended, uh, if we don't get another Lost Judgment game... Yeah, it would be disappointing, but I I, I don't think it would be the end of it all. I mean, uh, you know, with still with with the Yakuza game still running really strong. You know, Sega's always gonna have that there. I mean, look, look, they're firing all cylinders. They got the action going. They got the RPG going. They got fucking fighter uh, fighting game going. They're they're doing everything they need to be doing to be significant and be relevant within the game industry, especially in a year that hasn't been great for games. They've maintained. Uh, greatness in that sense, and so it, it, the B plus. I think they're the I think they're the best development publishing team of the year so far for me. Um, they're kind of firing, like I said, firing all cylinders in every genre. They have something that's speaking to people in, in, in many ways. It, it's fantastic. I, I'm 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 really looking forward to more Yakuza in the future uh, and whatever they do with Persona, which obviously is going to happen. Uh, it's great. It, it, it's 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 a good time to be a Sega fan within their IP and I think that uh, there's more to come
0: yeah I, I pretty much agree I, I'm giving them a B minus though um, I, I think I echo every, everything you said I think the only exception is that for me I, I was hoping that there would have been some kind of announcement to bring persona to Xbox or Nintendo um, because I think that's that's still weird that that's not multi platform right now um, yeah. and, and I hate to you know score it off of a of a have-not. But I think that it's just been something that I have I would have imagined at some point this year there would have been an an announcement for that. Uh, It just seemed like that was where things were going with Phil Spencer, kind of visiting them and talking and kind of rubbing elbows. You would hope that at some point the conversation wouldn't have just been, hey, why don't we collab? But hey, why don't you actually put more than just Yakuza games on Xbox now? Why don't you give us Persona? Um, But, you know, I think...
1: That's a, weird, that's a weird omission for Xbox specifically. The Switch,
0: I get it more because I don't
1: think that game could run that well yeah, on that. It's a but, lot, it's a lot but, of game. But but the Xbox, that is weird. That's a weird omission. Yeah,
0: yeah. so I think that was a missed opportunity. And, and maybe it's still going to happen. Who knows? Uh, maybe they're waiting for the next Persona to say, hey, it's going to be on everything. Who knows? But um, I just think that between that and the fact that... Um, you know games like Demon Slayer, Virtua Fighter fives, uh, new version, and even Guilty Gear. They're 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 all right, but they're still not like they're not that popular. I think Sega still hasn't figured out a way how to how to position those games in the best light, um, unless it's like yeah. esports, like you know competitive fighting games type you know, type of stuff. But I j-
1: but I mean it's 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 hard because fighting games if you're not Smash Brothers. You're not really even with Street Fighter when those games come out. They get a little bit of a hype up front in Mortal Kombat, but they they you know they stay relevant within the fighting community. But it's hard to uh, fighting games are really hard. I think to kind of mass market. Yeah, them. Uh,
0: yeah, it, it is hard. I just you know to me it's like well then why bring Virtual Fighter back if you don't have yeah. big goals with it you know. Uh, but you know that's relatively hair splitting stuff in, in all honesty yeah, because sure. I think they had a pretty solid year. Yeah, I'm, I'm going B plus on this one uh, myself. Um, Moving on, uh, we have Square Enix, and here is their year in review. So 2021 um, main releases, we have Near Replicant, Life is Strange True Colors, Guardians of the Galaxy, Outriders, Final Fantasy VII intergrade Balan Wonderworld, and Final Fantasy XIV's Endwalker expansion. Um, in terms of reveals, we had that final fantasy origin man kill some chaos um we've got four spoken we've got triangle strategy star ocean and in terms of news and headlines we have obviously the avengers continuous fumble uh, and then uh, obviously everything with crystal dynamics being kind of you know uh, blamed or, or used as the scapegoat about it and then later outsourced to microsoft to help them work on perfect Dark's um reboot so Kind of an interesting year for Square, to say the least. A lot of stuff going on. It wasn't a very dormant year at all. Uh, so what do you make of their year, and what grade do you give them for all this?
1: Yeah, I think I'm pulling another Audible here, bro. Uh-oh. I had a grade I had a grade set. I, I think I'm going D+. plus. Wow. Um, look, uh, I think uh, originally I said C+, plus, and, and the reason I want to hold down a lot of grade is because a lot of this is hinging on the back of, uh, Gardens of the Galaxy in terms of how good that game is and, and, and how, you know, how big of a shock that game was in terms of its quality. But when you look at your Replicant, which I think is fucking great, it is a, a remaster. Uh, when you look at Life is Strange, I think it's, I think it's good. I, 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 I think it's a really good game. Um, but I, you know, I don't think it reaches the heights for me like, uh you know uh like Guardians of the Galaxy does and then everything else Outriders fuck that that game looks <laughs> I hated that game Final Fantasy 7 Integrate I think thinking back on it uh it's a little bit of a letdown I thought it would be a little bit more so than what it was um Balin is a fucking joke <laughs> uh and Final Fantasy 14 and Walker is you know it's a MMO I um, mean you know the, the, if you like MMOs you like MMOs it's not for me but really what this what why the reason why the it went down an entire grade for me specifically has to do with the fact that the games announced are games that I don't give a rat's ass about and if this is the future of what Square Enix is gonna show you I don't really give a fuck about that <laughs> F- Final Fantasy Origins seems absolutely atrocious in every way possible from it's feeling from it's vibe from it's fucking musical choices the way the game actually looks I, I don't want any to do with this game, Forspoken, it just, just, that game seems like one of those games a lot like, um, like, uh, Kenna, where it's gonna look really beautiful, but I'm, I, I'm thinking here it's gonna be a pretty hollow experience, uh, overall, um, again, that could change, but just in terms of what I'm feeling, and in Triangle Strategy, you know, I, those games, I know. Like, uh, what's the game that they made before?
0: Um, oh boy, uh, Octopath Traveler. Yeah, yeah.
1: That was <sighs> fine. Fine. It's it's beautiful to look at. Cool art style. And then that Star Ocean trailer. <laughs> holy <laughs> shit! Oh, holy fucking translation. Uh, yeah, it's, just, it's none of these games really like. None of it. I mean, I I, I that almost translation was, I'm
0: sorry. That translation was so bad. I don't even know if the games. Title is even supposed to be Star Ocean, anyway. Did they mean for it to be something else all these years? It's like River Lake or some yeah. shit. It's like, wait, Moon Lake. The yeah. game is called Moon Lake. Oh, that's what they wanted it to be. Like, wait a minute, this is wrong. Um, this Star Ocean? Ocean don't have is Moon no stars Lake. in it. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, this is a space
1: game. My bad. Um, yeah, nah, nah, I, just none of this. I mean, and the Avengers. Is 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 a, a a game that came out and it was terrible. It continues to be terrible. The Spider-Man fucking hype. Oh, Spider-Man's coming! Is is it? It's not gonna have any story to it. Um, the gameplay looks not good. Um, and then just everything with Crystal Dynamics with with, with actually anything with Square Enix and throwing Crystal Dynamics under the bus for such bullshit. And then you know seemingly almost like, fuck you guys, go work for Microsoft, we don't need you guys, and they, you know, and, and it's it's just so, it's just so weird to me, um, yeah, I, I, this is not, this is, this, uh, D, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a D plus, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like you, uh, Ooh. I don't like this at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I actually had to call an audible too and lower my score down, one intergrade, um, <laughs> sorry, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I hate it. I, I i was gonna give them a b I'm gonna give them a C. I, I, I think this was an average passing grade type of year for square um a lot of wet farts this year for sure <laughs> just, just the, the 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 squishy moist ones leave you with swamp butt like man um outriders was out of here as soon as I downloaded that and played it for a little bit ballon wonderworld um yeah. It's no wonder no one likes it. Um, and look, I mean, it wasn't all bad. I mean, one game that I forgot to put on here was, you know, and this is kind of it. it kind of symbolizes a lot with Square. The World Ends with You got a sequel that everyone yeah, wanted and everyone had to have. Oh, I need a sequel, and nobody bought it. And they just said, like, in a, in a recent report, like, no one, no one bought this. So it, it's yeah, just
1: that game ended with that game. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That world ended, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but you know, I don't think it was all bad though. I think you know, I always have a habit of selling short Final Fantasy XIV. Um, but that game is big and it is very, very good. Uh, a lot of people who are into MMOS, even though Pablo yawns at the at the thought of it. Uh, no, 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 I agree, <laughs> I agree, I agree. <laughs> I, agree no, I agree. A lot of people it's love true. it. Uh, friends of the show, yeah. I know, play it religiously. Uh, shout out to Will. Um, you know it. And for all intents and purposes, they've they've been hitting it every single time uh, with with a lot of their their content. So, shout out to that game. Um, you know, I think that the intergrade remake aspect of it for Final Fantasy VII was kind of subpar, but I loved the DLC, uh, even though it wasn't quite what I thought it'd be. Guardians of the Galaxy was incredible. Y'all know how I feel about that. And Near Replicant, man, that one. That one crept up on me hard this yeah. year. I love that game. It's another, another game, another game. I recommend. Oh it. man, uh, I can't, I can't hear you. Sorry, I think your <laughs> microphone is. They heard. They heard it. Um, Final Fantasy Origin, though, that is hysterical. That game was just constant comedy. It's, it's already, it got memeified. It was, it was it was, it was a joke. Um, forespoken was cringeworthy dialogue. So I, I'm not too happy about how that game's shaping up triangle strategy. Speaking of shapes, uh, doesn't really seem like it's for me and star ocean, (laughs) star ocean. Uh, you know how I feel about that. I already said my joke earlier. Um, yeah, I just think it's, it's just kind of a bizarre year for them. I'm, I'm really curious about them outsourcing Crystal Dynamics. I don't know what that means for the studio's future. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of left with more questions than answers this year. And, and again, with have-nots uh, in mind, no Final Fantasy sixteen uh, sightings really at all this year. So that's another mystery. Uh, so I'm giving them a C. I think that they just kind of had an aye sort of year, but that was about it. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, last one on our list. Is our boys at Ubisoft. Well, I don't know if they're our boys, but... um, Ain't not my boys. Yeah. So, Far Cry 6, Rioters Republic, and Just Dance 2022 just about makes up this year of releases for uh, Ubisoft in terms of main stuff. Uh, Reveals, we saw uh, X-Defiant, the game that everybody never wanted. Ghost Recon Frontline, a game that no one ever needed. Uh, New Avatar, a game that... No one thought we'd get before we got, um, you know, other stuff that they've not developed, like Skull and Bones, and you know, other things uh, like that. Beyond Good and Evil, too, you know. Uh, but we got Avatar, okay. Mario Rabbit sequel, Rocksmith Plus. Um, we're among some of the other reveals. Uh, some headlines and news. We got some, uh, some more of that good old fashioned harassment. Um just continuing on. I mean, it's not Activision Blizzard crazy, but it's still really freaking bad. And Rainbow Six Extraction obviously gets delayed to January uh of later this uh of next year, sorry. Um so with all that stuff in mind, Pablo.
1: Oh, also don't forget Live Service Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah, and Far Cry. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I know where this is going, Pablo. What's your grade? <laughs> Listen, I love Far Cry
1: Six. Anyway, that's enough of, of the good sure. stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Riders Republic, um, you know, a game that it, in every step of the way, manage it mismanages and and gets and has no can't get our money. Really can't get our spineless ass <laughs> money. Are you kidding me? Just Dance 2020, Get the fuck out of here. Listen, let's talk about these reveals. X Defiant looks like shit. I mean, it, I mean, okay. I guess it doesn't look like shit, but the idea behind it, it's just shitty in every way, shape, or form. Ubisoft is continuously taking their IP, name recognition, and then attaching bullshit to it. You know, literally taking the adage... Throwing shit into the wall, see what sticks. It's literally what Ubisoft's plan is for future games. Whatever it is that the game industry is hot on right now, we're just gonna throw that shit on the wall and we'll finally get one. I mean, I yet. would
0: I would rather I would rather hang out with a Defiant X than play X Defiant. Ah,
1: God damn it. You know what, what I'm saying? <laughs> um yeah, yeah, nah, I got you. And then this what, guy gets it when the it's
0: listening to the show. They they get it. Yeah.
1: He get it. Uh then go uh, Ghost Recon Frontline again. Uh, 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 using the Ghost Recon name to sell another fucking battle royale. Line,
0: am I right?
1: <laughs> God, <laughs> why do you exist? <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Continue. Please. But i yeah, I mean that. That's terrible. <laughs> and then Avatar. Uh, I nobody
0: want that. I nobody want that.
1: Not even James Cameron was. He keeps delaying those movies. They don't exist. He don't make no movies. Uh, Mar- Mario plus rabbits. That looks cool. But I mean, you know, shining little. Th- throwaway kind of idea of a game for me within the this shit it doesn't even matter doesn't even make a dent and then rocksmith plus who's this for Mm. guitar players i don't know i don't know any guitar players it's like i'm gonna play rocksmith anyway fuck all that shit i mean look uh let's get down to the nitty-gritty of it all the harassment the inability to 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 give you any clear answer indication as to where they're going with that and how they're fixing that years decades of of, of fucking uh you know toxic environment work environments and then you know Nothing. No, you're not really saying anything. You know, just like everybody else. I'm sure, yes, they're saying things, but nothing is really being said. You know, uh, Rainbow Six Extraction being delayed. The Life service, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry. The fact that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is still years away that they've confirmed it. This game does exist. Yeah, fuck off. This is vaporware bullshit. <laughs> you literally put, you, you did the same thing you're doing with everything else. You, you, you use a, a name recognition in one of your E3 kind of press conferences to get people hype, and it doesn't exist. This is a meaningless, Re- reveal that means nothing. Uh, it's quite going to come out in a couple of years as a remake of some sort, uh, side scrolling bullshit probably. game. Uh, this is a, another Audible unrated this is the this is the I incomplete whatever you get for not showing up to class this is what this is they didn't show up to class they're, they're terrible they they, they, they half assed everything with the exception of Far Cry 6 which then they're going to go ahead and take away from you with the Far Cry 6 live service game and then Assassin's Creed which hasn't been good for a couple of years they're going to go ahead and just make it live service you know, fuck Ubisoft in any way, shape, or form. They they, they they fail on almost every level. Games that they've talked about, Skull and Bones, the the, uh, champ, the Roller Championship, the games disappeared from, from the ether. I mean, they don't even exist. They might as well just not exist at this point. It, it doesn't make sense. What are they doing over there? Except... Obviously, making things to make money for themselves. That's it. They're not even hiding it. A lot of companies do shit to hide it. Like Avengers, a lot of that stuff came out with, with Square Enix. Like, yeah, this is also that, but this is going to be a single-player experience. It wasn't any of that. It was there to make your money. But at least they tried lying to you. You'd be suffering even trying to lie. They're straight up telling you, hey, man, we're going to do this thing. You like, Ghost? you like Ghost Recon? It has the Ghost Recon name. Mm-hmm. You like the name? Mm-hmm. They're not even trying Un- ungraded, incomplete, fucking
0: failed. Try your whatever senior year again. Fuck off. So I'm dedicating my grade to all of the men that sexually harassed people in the workplace that have little oh, D's okay. by giving them a D minus. <laughs> okay. Um. And what a what an exhausting exhausting company. I mean, just. Uh, you know, Activision is is you know clearly the greater of the two evils, but boy is it close. I mean, you you, <laughs> you have these guys. I mean, beers are being held by everyone around these two these two companies. Like uh, we're we're gonna be worse, and now EA yeah, is yeah. looking over the, these two, are getting a little jealous. I can feel like they're gonna have a lousy year next year too. It's just like a race for who can be the worst, and boy does yeah. Ubisoft want to win that. Man, there was some type of poll that went out. I think it was like most hated uh, video game uh, company in the world, like globally, and it was all like countrywide and everywhere. Ubisoft, Ubisoft, Ubisoft. They they swept it pretty much, and that's not a coincidence, dude. It it's for everything that you said about just the just the the complete uh, joke of a pipeline that they have that is completely anti-consumer transparently money hungry and microtransaction driven to uh withholding all of the stuff that fans actually want even things they've already announced i mean jokingly said it earlier with beyond good and evil um but it, it, anybody gonna give that to us sometime um you know we got rumors of a splinter cell comeback but you know again we're not counting rumors in this at all but why put people through all this time of just not giving them what they want um why keep forcing the issue with trying to get a piece of a pie with a Royale or with this hero shooter thing when it's all transparently just to milk us of money and uh, and and, and you know, have great earnings calls. You know what I mean? Like yeah. enough is enough. And it's so what what's what's most annoying about them, again, is just how obvious it is. You don't have to look too hard or. It's so obvious. It, <laughs> now who's jumping the shark? Um You don't have to look too hard to see what they're doing and how uh, just how gross it is, man. So I'm really concerned about the future of all their IP, really, um, and and how they're going to be manipulated and warped into these money printing machines and what's going to happen when it doesn't work. And then you're going to have that retooling and the apology tours and all that stuff like I'm just dreading ubisoft's next two to three years because i know it's going to be a mess so um i'm giving the guys with the little d's uh, a little d get this d minus hold it close um and actually have a whole bag of them uh for what you've done so um but
1: i mean this would probably be ubisoft probably michael jackson's uh favorite studio okay
0: you know (laughs)
1: no it's true it's true oh, it, 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 well you know, I mean they it, it's think, a studio think
0: they did a just dance with Michael Jackson I think if I'm not mistaken yeah yeah, yeah.
1: it's a studio uh, filled with harassment uh, in an industry that is built directly primarily for kids Horrible. so yeah I mean Michael Jackson's number one favorite uh, studio that right is here.
0: gonna wrap up this week's show cream that's cream. gonna wrap up this week's show uh, until next time elbow <laughs> I love her elbow yeah we gotta go uh, be sure it's <laughs> Be sure to give our podcast a I'm sub. I'm Be sure to block Pablo on Twitter and Instagram uh, and follow our uh, main account on Twitter and Instagram at cool Down time Pod or cool Down time Podcast. Uh, sub to us. I forgot my whole train of thought after that. Uh, keep us in your FOV, but not for too long because that's what Pablo will do. I thought my jokes were terrible. Uh, crazy. You're welcome. And we'll see you next time. So long. Make me feel good. good.